morning. We're going to begin now a, a new mimer. Parshas Tetzave. It's on Daf Pei Aleph. This mimer was said by the Altarebbe, Parshas Tetzave. Yud Gimel Odor, Aleph. It was Erev Purim Koten, Tof Kuf, Samach Zayin. The mimer which is before us now was is the Hanochas of the Maharil, the Altarebbe's brother. Zodan is Chois as well from the Mittal Rebbe. <clears throat> There's uh, different orders on the Mimer. Let's begin. So the Rebbe quotes now the beginning of the Parsha, Va'ata Tesavez Bnei Yisrael B'Ichwe Lecha. Hashem commands to Meishu Rabbeinu and says, And you will command the Bnei Yisrael, what should you command them? They shall take, bring to you. What should they bring to you? So the Pusik says, Shem and Zayizach, they should bring to you pure olive oil. Kosis Lamber, they should bring olives that were crushed for the purpose of illumination. The Hal is near Tomid to kindle the lamps of the Menator. So simply means that you should command the Bnei Yisrael to bring pure olive oil and take this pure olive oil and use it to light up the Menator. Then the Pasuk says that where the they light the Menado? Outside the Pareiches, the dividing curtain. Asher al Edus, as in front of the Holy Ark, the Edus, Aaron and his children should arrange this. They should arrange the Menado that it should be burned, as the Pasuk says, that Aaron and his children should arrange from evening to morning. They should ha- they should arrange the menorah. That's in the beginning of our parsha. So now the Alter Rebbe asks, "We need to understand since this mitzvah was intended for Aaron, that he is the one who sets up the menorah." He's the one. It's his job to set up the Menado. Why would Hashem command that they should bring the olive oil to you? The Mashma, which implies that they will bring the olive oil to who? To Meshach The olive oil didn't go to Mesha. The olive oil is brought to Aaron that he should light up the Menado. So why does the Pasuk say that it's Meshach who should receive the olive oil? The gam, another question. In regards to the first Pasik that says, and they will bring to you, which we said is referring to Mesha, what does it say? Ksiv, it states, the Ha'alis Ner Tamid, to kindle the lamps continually. Whereas in regards to Aaron has to set up the Menero. What does it say? That the Menera should be only from evening to morning. So which one is it? Did the, the, the candles light? Were they lit all 24-7? Or was it only from evening to morning? The idea is as follows. Aaron is called the escort of the queen. 
What's Matrinusa? Matrinusa, what's the queen? Queen refers to the level of Malthus, which is like the attribute of Hashem's kingship. So Matrinusa is Umekei Nisham Yisro. Matrinusa refers the escort is the source of the Jewish people's Nishamas. He call Yisrael fully, since all the Yidin are Malthus. But Aaron who Lahem, and Aaron is like the escort to escort the Nishamas back to their source. Now he explains it like this. This is like an analogy of a chasen and a kala, a groom and a bride. Which a chasen and kala require escorts to accompany them to the chuppah. Because a chasen and kala are not able to walk themselves. Why? Because they're very shy. And they need support to help them get married. That's the... That's this Pashta story. That's the Pashta reason of why Chos and Kala have escorts. They have Sheshevinin. is because they're embarrassed to go next to each other. The Sheshevinin help them get comfortable. So he says, in order for the Neshamis to be included back into their source, in the infinite light of Hashem, they do not have the ability to accomplish this on their own. Only through the aspect of Aaron, who is their escort. So just like a regular Chassan and Kala need to have the Sheshevinin in order to get themselves comfortable, so too, the Nisham is Yisrael in order for them to get back into their mucker. What does that mean, get back into their mucker? That means to get one with the Elin safe. That is only through who? The level of Aaron, which who? He is, which the level of the aspect of Aaron is the escort to help the Neshama go back to the Mukher. She explains, Just like in the way of analogy, which we gave the analogy of a Chosan and Kalash, that they only need to have the Shishivinim during the time of the wedding, because after which escorts are no longer needed because the newlyweds have become accustomed to each other. So he says, So too, what does it mean that the escorting of Aaron is on the day of the wedding? Which which wedding? The day which Hashem and the Yidin became, come together and the day of and the day of his heart's rejoicing. This Pasuk is in Shir Hashirim. The Pasuk in Shir Hashirim says in the Gimel, your Aleph says that it compares the connection of Hashem and the Yidin to marriage. So in marriage, Chosin and Kala only need help to start off their marriage on the day of their wedding. So too, the Jewish people need help to get like married to Hashem, meaning to initiate the deep inner connection to Hashem. So you need Aaron to help initiate that deep level of the connection. After the initial connection to Hashem is established, they no longer need that type of help, which comes from Aaron, which you said is a Sheshavinan. So Aaron helps facilitate the Neshamis to get a deeper level of the that the, the Neshamis should be able to receive and get and connect to a deeper level to Hashem. Now, this escort, this Sheshavinan, we're saying, is the rejoicing from above that is revealed in the Neshamis Yisrael, 
v'samach libom ba'ashem ha'sheichem b'seich te'rosom avidosom to cause their heart to rejoice with Hashem who dwells with their Torah learning and divine service. So what does it mean? What's happening? Aaron is not taking the neshamas out of the body and bringing them up to a higher source. Rather, what he's doing is Aaron is connecting is the simcha, is bringing out the simcha which is revealed in the neshamas that make the neshama happy the fact that Hashem is residing in the Torah and Mitzvahs. And he's going to explain a little bit more in a second. Which needs to be performed, the Yid has to perform Torah and Mitzvahs with joy. As the Pasuk says, says that because you do not serve Hashem with joy, Hashem says that a person is punished for not serving Hashem with joy. He serves Hashem like as a burden. So this shows that the proper service of Hashem is out of joy and happiness, and 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 um, and this is an opportunity to make Hashem happy. So he, basically, what he's saying is, is that this joy it's not only a proper method of serving Hashem; it also contains the power to initiate the connection with Hashem. When it comes as a gift from above, this empowers a yid to initiate a connection with Hashem. So this escort. Him on the path to establish that connection. So he says, This joy is channeled through Aaron. And with this joy, he escorts the Jewish people to unite with Hashem. So basically, you have a Yid, and a Yid now needs to, you have, he needs to become connected. He needs to have a deeper connection to Hashem. This connection is only done through Simcha. And who helps you initiate the Simcha? This is Aaron. He says like this, Ba'inyan, what does this mean? Why is a person getting joy? Why is he becoming happy? It comes from the infinite light of Hashem, which is Mokar Achayim, which is the source of life, the source of pleasure, which is enclosed in mitzvah. So this Simcha, why are you happy? You're happy because you have the level of Ainin safe which is the source of life, it's a source of pleasures, and where is that alien safe? The alien safe is in mitzvahs. And he says, Kumaimer, as it says, we say in Davening, what do we say? Baruch Hashem, bless you Hashem, Asher Kiddishanu life in the source of all pleasures. So basically what he's explaining is, is that Aaron is Shushavina de Matrinu, so Aaron is the escort of the Yidin, which they escort the Yidin on the day of the Chasana, which means that every Yid has a Neshama, and that Neshama now, the, the, the idea of the through Simcha, the Neshama could come now, have a deeper connection to Hashem, become one with the Makar of the Neshamis, and who brings the Simcha, who is able to facilitate the Simcha, this is Aaron, who's the, who's the Shushurvinisa. And this simcha is, what do you say, Asher Kiddushan of the So Asher means we're fortunate. In other words, what does it mean we're fortunate? We're fortunate sh- sh- through the of the Lashamra, through Mitzvah say that we're able through the Mitzvah say to bring a ziv in Ganeidin Elyin. And this is what he says that if the Avri get such a level, how much more so the people who are doing what Hashem wants, 
how much more so do they get even a higher level of the Ebershter? Okay, Vahine, we're holding Payal uh, of the next paragraph, Vahine. She says like this, Vahine, Tainan Zen Nimshach Minah Mitzvah. This pleasure that is in Gan Eden is drawn down through Mitzvah. How do you get this Tainan? It's through doing Mitzvah. Therefore, mitzvahs are compared to lamps. Just as lighting lamps. So what happens? The home becomes filled with light and radiance. So too, through the observance of mitzvahs, one draws down the ziv of Hashem into Ganeidin. Therefore, it says... Says because you did not serve Hashem, your Hashem with joy and gladness of heart. Merev call from having an abundance of everything good. So merev call literally can mean we can we can interpret the passage to mean that yoisim merev call. Merev call means from an abundance of everything can also mean more than having an abundance of everything, which means. So he says this, Reif Koyl refers to the abundance of everything good, is referring to the Eilam Habo. So like this, basically, Mireif Koyl, Mem, could be interpreted in two ways. Mireif means from, or, as in Mireif Koyl, more than or greater than. So you can translate the positive to mean, Mirev koil from having an abundance of good, or to mean more than having an abundance of good. So, which means that a person has to serve Hashem. You have to serve Hashem with joy. Mirev koil even greater than when you get the greatness of abundance. More than the tanugelam haba, you have to serve. You have to serve Hashem. And how is that accomplished? This is it accomplished through mitzvahs. So he explains. And the performance of mitzvahs should be done with even greater joy than the joy of the abundance, goodness of entering Gan Eden. Now, well, and now how do you achieve this joy in mitzvahs? When a person should take to heart the following. Like we say in davening, in the bracha before Shema and Yitzur, we say, in the heavens above, and on the earth below, there's nothing else besides Hashem. And for all the praiseworthy works of your hands, they will praise you forever. What does that mean, Pirish? So the Altareb explains. In the heavens above, this refers to the upper Ganeidin. And the Earth below, Zagan Eden Atachten, refers to the lower Gan Eden. Ein Hashavach Bahem The praise to you, in other words, regarding these levels, it's not a praise to your true greatness. They are only the works of your hands. Just like in a way of analogy, that you're praising a person, like for, let's say, his art, for, for being artistic. Either he's a great writer, or they draw a beautiful picture. This praise doesn't reflect the person's true wisdom or essence. 
כך כל שבח השבח והילוח שנמשך בגן עדן לנשמה. Similarly, all the praise and all the acclaim that is generated in גן עדן by the נשמה, לסנא גן השם בהשכלוסו והשגוסו, in the rejoicing over Hashem with understanding and comprehension, This praise is only about the works of your hands, of Hashem, since this is the only way that they can have some understanding and comprehension. In other words, they have no comprehension of the outsmiths of Hashem. This ray of Hashem's light that is drawn from the mitzvahs into Ganeidin is termed the works of your hands. So he explains like this. Because we know the principle that, that an initiative from below created by our fulfilling mitzvahs drawn down here reciprocates a response from above. That Hashem does mitzvahs, for example... We put on tefillin, so Hashem puts on tefillin. Hashem heals the sick. He blesses the ears. And He sustains the living with kindness. So, So, from this way of doing mitzvahs, a, way, a ray of Hashem's light is drawn into Gan Eden. For tzaddikim to rejoice over Hashem and their understanding that is illuminated through the ziv of Hashem that is drawn down. And this is the idea the heaven proclaimed the work of his hands. Ganeidin is turned the yeshiva of heaven. So, what do we see from here? We see that Ganeidin is only described as the Maisi Yodav, as the, like the handiwork of Hashem, but not the true, true greatness. And even within Ganeidin, there are limitless levels, each higher than the other. Even in Ganeidin, there's so many thousands and thousands of levels. He says, Even though in the Svarim it only mentions two levels, the lower level, and the upper Ganeidin, the Gemara in Brachas, says, says that the Talmud Chacham have no rest at all. As it says, they go from strength to strength. So from the fact that the Neshamas of Talmud Chacham never rest, they're always going up higher and higher, this proves that there's no end to how many levels there are in Ganeidin. For example, it says that Tzadikim and Meshulabinu he goes up three levels every single day. And this is going on for over a thousand years. So it comes out that for 3,000 years, Moshe Rabbeinu is going up every day three levels. So it comes out that Moshe Rabbeinu is already high, three million levels high. And every day he goes up higher and higher. Well, Zanemar, what does it say? And regarding this, it says, It says, that for Kael, all that is in the heavens and the earth, and what does the Targum say? The Targum says, Hashem binds together the heavens and the earth. So we see the word Kael also, which means all, also means he scalos. It means he merges and he binds them together. 
which means that the Abishter binds the heavens and the earth together. This is the concept mentioned in Svarim, that there's a column in Ganadin through which those in the lower Ganadin can go up to the higher Ganadin. This column connects the upper Ganadin and the lower Ganadin. There are many types of columns corresponding to the many types of tzaddikim. Each column designated and designed according to their level. There are many ascents, ascents after ascents. It says there are 50,000 yevil. A yevil is 50 years. So if there's 50,000 yevils, 50,000 times 50 is how much? Two and a half million. So there are two and a half spiritual levels of awareness of Hashem. And the Shama can ascend millions of levels in Gan Eden. Like we said before about Mishra Rabbeinu, he went up over three million levels. Now after all these levels that we were expressing and explaining, this is only a ziv, a ray that extended from the works of your hand. As regarding the actual infant in Hashem, no thought can grasp him at all. And this is what the Malachim say, Kaddish Well, this is what the Malachim say, Kaddish. What does that mean? He's saying that Hashem is moved, it's separated. And because of this, the Yifanim angels are in a tremendous uproar and they ask, Where's the place of Hashem? So that's all in regards to all the levels that the Malachim attain and the Neshamis after they leave the body. Only, even though they're going up to myriads and millions of levels, but it's still only a ziv. They're not getting the atmos. What's the chiddush of a mitzvah? A mitzvah is atman in chinas eidaner. The mitzvahs themselves are like the lights of the candle. Shemizad nimshach aziv. Just like when you have the light of a candle, you're able to draw down. It produces light. And what is that? Hey, aziv. And this is the source of the light. The mitzvahs are like the lamp that produces light, which shines in ganeden. Shenikray mevarim the malka. They're referred to as the limbs of the king. Shenasevarim vekelen leiden sevarafu mamish which they are like the vessels to actually receive the infinite light of Hashem. That's why in regards to all the mitzvahs, what does it say? Lefnei Hashem, which means that through our mitzvahs, Lefnei Hashem Mamish, be able to transcend even the level of Habayuk. Which it says, which I command you today, meaning the mitzvahs which are to be done today, attaining the level of Atmos. This being to say, So a person has to be very happy for performing a mitzvah. Why? Because who are eating seif, baruch hu mamish, am lubush ben biyasus ace. You're getting the level of eating seif, which is enclosed in a mitzvah. Vereif keil, ha'inam kinas keil, which in other words, you're getting a level even higher than eif keil, which was the eif keil, keil is the ochid b'shmaya ba'ara. Hashem is connecting the heavens and earth, and through doing a mitzvah, you're able to receive even a higher level, k'vayim razal, t'sesh, javah sh'achas b'tshuva, ma'isim tevim be'lam hazeh, mikolchay and that's why a person has to be very, very happy when he's doing a mitzvah because you're able to get a level which even the highest tzaddik in Yanadin can't even attain. We're holding now the uh, page 162, the second paragraph of the Hini. So he says this, In order to reveal this joy, the joy that we explained from Orin Seif of Hashem within the soul of a person, this is accomplished through Arin Hakoyin. Shu Hamad the Kasaneris, Lius Pchenas Oida Besimcha. He is the one 
who kindles the lamps to be in a manner of light, besimcha, and joy. And he explains, Aaron is one of the seven shepherds. He nourishes and brings down from above, from the infinite light of Hashem, to all the neshamis of the Bnei Yisrael. Aaron is the shepherd, nourishes and brings down all the to all the neshamis of the Jewish people the light and joy, as discussed uh, as discussed before. And he explains And this revelation that he brings down, that Aaron brings down, there's two aspects. First of all, Aaron, the idea of Aaron is he's setting up the lamps. And when Aaron lights up the lamps. So in Avaita, there's two things over here. There's setting up the candles, and then there's when Aaron lights up the lamps. What does that mean? So Al-Tarev explains, what does it mean, setting up the lamps? This refers to how a person sets up and guards Guards what? Guards a path of, of a service of connecting to Hashem and Davening with his heart and his soul. When he remembers Hashem using all the depths of his mind and heart. With toiling and working hard, be his brainless with Hashem and contemplating the greatness of Hashem, according to the capability of that person. So what does it mean, yarich? What does it mean, arranging? Arranging means arranging, davening, and contemplating. This is called yarich asanir, setting up the lamps. You're, you're arranging your tefillah, you're contemplating in tefillah. So since he has to put everything in, in a place in order to achieve proper effect of awakening the love of Hashem, this process is done through the person's own effort. Basically, yarich is a, it's, a, it's the avayda from, from below to above, milmato lemailo. That's the first avayda. Allah what does it mean lighting up the lamps? Who he This refers to the drawing down the joy that descends from above. The to uplift the soul and bind it to Hashem, to the living God. which for the is the life of life. is the source of life. And the source of all pleasure, who transcends the entire order of spiritual worlds. So the joy that from above uplifts the nishama beyond the limited capability of the person to experience joy and love created from his witness. So this, the second avayda is he's assisted from above from the abister to experience. This, this great joy and love of Hashem that he would be able to achieve, that he would not be able to achieve through his own efforts. So this is called lighting up. This is called Ba'alis um, Aring, that he, light, he lights up the lamps. Why? Since he has already, he set up the lamps. What does it mean he set up the lamps? He set up the love and joy in Hashem through his own, own his vainness and the gilei from above elevates the existing love and joy in Hashem to a higher level. So that's the two, again, just to, to sum it up, that's the two levels of 
Yarich. Yarich, as Aneris means, he's arranging his davening. It's coming from his own Aveda. He's being Mesudar and he's like setting aside, contemplating in davening. And while this Aaron as Aneris is already the Gilei, it's a revelation that Hashem helps you to take this love and joy that you have through his bonus and elevates the existing love to a higher level. This great love is called with all your might. Which is revealed in Kriyashwa. In order to achieve Kriyashwa and experience the love with all your might, so take new psukim de zimno for now. The Chachamim instituted reciting psukim of psukim de zimra. The yois reimemes el bigreinum the chad of pipis biyader. Since, as the pasuk in Tilim says, when the praises of Hashem are, are in their throats, then they have a double-edged sword in their in their hands. That's what it means. Reimemes kale bigreinum when they praise reimemes they praise kale the abishter bigreinum in their throats. Then they have a double-edged sword in their hands. What does that mean? By singing the praises of Hashem with a throat in our mouth, it's like our sword, our weapon, to cut down the klippo. That prevents us from experiencing love of Hashem when reciting Shema. So this is why they are like the preparation of Shema. So the whole Meidecha is the experience is the experience of love of Hashem with all your might? But the Chacham said you have to, you have to say Pesukah de Zimra beforehand. Why? Because you have to v'cherev pivis biyadam. In order, you have to uh, by singing the praises of Hashem. You have now a weapon to to chop down the forces of klipa that prevent us from experiencing the love of Hashem when we recite the Shema. Explains Vaiter Kishat Slaysa Shas Krova. Azariah says the time of davening is a time of war. So the Chassidim used to say, they, they used to come to the Mashpim and the, and the, and the, and the Nebis, and they would complain that they have Machshav Azaras by davening. And maybe their whole Aveda is not uh, their whole service in Hashem and, and, and their learning and their davening is really fake and it's not really substantial because. If it was really real, then by davening they wouldn't get mashav azaris. And the answer is is that the, on the contrary, shas slaysa at the time of davening that's when shas krova. So if you want to know if you're doing if you're davening properly, you're with this properly, just know it's that then dafke then you'll have mashav azaris because that's when itzara kicks in. Don't say it loud. Don't say it loud. Yeah, shas slaysa shas krova. The time of prayer is the time of war. Meaning that a fir, a fir, a, a, that first a person needs to fight with himself to prepare for davening by using the power of his soul to overcome all the distractions or hindrances from inside of himself or outside of himself. So this inner battle takes place at the beginning of davening when he says the psukim. Of of praise to Sukim of Sukhadizimra. So by winning this battle, he's then able to fully concentrate during Shema on his contemplation of Hashem, so he can experience the love of Hashem, the whole may death with all his might. 
This is the idea of from evening until morning. What does it mean that Aaron arranged the lamps of the Menera to burn from evening until morning? Since we know there's a principle that first there's darkness and afterwards there's light. When Hashem created the world, so He first created night and then day. So in Avedah, in the service of Hashem, we start off first with the darker love of Hashem, which this darker love of Hashem is created through this vannus of our own contemplation, and then we're followed up by by the the like the lit up love of Hashem that's illuminated with a revelation from above. That's what he says. First, there's darkness, and then afterwards, there's light. Meaning that the light and joy and Hashem shines in a person's soul slowly, a bit of time, starting from the place of darkness, that becomes slowly more spiritually illuminated. So what we explain in this paragraph is that the the revelation of this uh, the revelation of Aaron Tzayif, which comes through Simcha, this is Dafka through Aaron Akain. But she's the one who lights up the candles and lights up in a way that it's there's light and simcha. Now we explain that Aaron is from the seven shepherds who sustain and draw down this light to the Neshama Yisrael. Um, and there's two ways, and there's two, and there's two levels. There's the there's the Yarech which that is the avoid of, of our avoida through the Psukha de Zimra, through contemplating in the greatness of Hashem. And then you have Ubaalis, Aranes Aneris, you have this is the um Gila Mumaila, which comes and elevates your love, the love of Bahomidha to a higher level. And the reason why the Chacham instituted Psukha de Zimra beforehand is as he says, Rebima is Kelbigrainam. That when you praise Hashem with your throat, the head of you have a sword, a double-edged sword in your hand. And we explained that Shas Sleza, the time of dominating is Shas Krova, is a Shas, the time of war. And this is the Achona in order to get to the uh, the higher Aveda. And Me'erevat Baker means first we start with the darkness, which means the lower Aveda, and then you have the higher Aveda. Okay, so we're holding now As Hadlokas Arin. The kindling of Aaron by Aaron of the lamps is with with what type of oil? With olive oil, and we say this olive oil has to be kosis has to be crushed. Why does it have to be specifically crushed? He says it's written in the Mishnah. And this Mishnah is a Melachis Perakhes Pasuk Dalid. The Mishnah says Shloisha Zesim. There are three. Basically, three is shloisha zesim, ubaham shloisha shloisha shwanim. There, the Mishnah says, three times a year, they would harvest the olives for oil for the base dish, and each time they would produce three different grades of quality of olive oil. Shloisha zesim, which means three times a year they would harvest the oil, the olives for olive oil for oil for the base dish, and each time of those three times they would produce three different grades of quality of olive oil. And and the, the Mishnah of the says, First, they would pick up the, it says over there, they would pick up the ripe olives at the top of the olive tree, those that are ripened first. 
and crush them in a mortar and place them inside the bottom of a wicker basket that had many small holes in it. And the oil will then drip from the olives through those holes into a vessel placed underneath the basket. And the Mishnah says over there, Zerishin, this is the first grain of oil produced from the first harvest. And then afterwards, Tan Bekeira, after the oil seizes the seed from the crushed oil, then the Tan Bekeira, he would press down with a wooden beam upon them. Zashini, this is the second grain of oil. And then, Chazer Betochan, Betochan Zashlishin. Then, the ground, uh, when, when they ground olives with a millstone and pressed down with a beam on those olives to extract the remaining oil, this is the third grade of oil. So there's three types of grades of oil. The Altareb explains, The first grade is fit for the menada, it's kindling for the menada, and the other two levels, the other oils are fit, the menada is for the meal offering, for the kavanas. Explains like this. Well, you know, what's this idea? Um, the idea of an olive, <clears throat> what's an olive? Olive is, is it's bitter. As it says, uh, that it was stated by the dove, when Neach sent the dove after the Mabu, so what did the dove say? Let my food be as bitter as an olive in the hands of Hashem. The, the olives, the... Uh, the Gemara says that basically after a year, after the beginning of the Mabul, was a year, Neach sent the dove out of the Teva in order to see if the Mabul had gone down. So the, day, the dove came back to the Teva, and he had an olive branch in his mouth. And the Gemara in Erevin over there learns out that the dove had a message basically to bringing, giving to, uh, to Neach. What is it? Why did he bring back an olive branch? So he was telling Neach that he would rather eat bitter olives than be stuck in the Teva and dependent on Neach to feed him. So what do we see from this uh, Gemara? You, Mizrinei, Samarim, Kazayas, we see that olives are bitter. Begam, Omru, Begemara. I stated in the Gemara also in Hades, Dafir Gimel, in base, Shazayis, Meshakeach, Talmudai, Shalayin, Shana. Eating olives causes one to forget 70 years worth of learning. I'm not a big olive lover, but for those who <laughs> like olives, Zayis Mishakeach Tamudah Yishalayin Yishanu. Eh? It's true. I can't forget how long. Yeah. I love olives. It's like me and Kapusa Lilito. Yeah. It's like olives. Yeah. 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 It's from the aspect of the world of forgetness, forgetfulness. which is the world of Klippus. This is the concept of the body and the animal soul, which are derived from Klippus Lega. In other words, the level of un- unholiness that can be transformed to holiness. Which is also called, means the skin of the serpent. The idea of the skin of the serpent is that it's basically not, it's not the, the skin, we know it's not the, uh, the skin is not the actual nachash itself. It's the skin, it's the outer aspect of Kedush, of, of uh, Klippa. So when you say Klippa Snega, just like the shell, the Klippa, is not the skin, it's not part, is not the animal, it's not the snake itself, 
So we say clippers, Nega means it can be transformed. That's why uh, we see that the skin, the skin of the snake, was used to uh, skin of the snake was used to make the garments of Adam Machab after they ate from the the etzadas. That's what it says in the Targum Menuzil. Okay, so what does that mean? She said this. So they crush the the olives until the olive olive oil merges, which means this is the aspect of chafma, which is the wisdom of holiness. Just as eating olives causes one to forget seventy years, so too, does eating olive oil restore 70 years worth? So eating olives, mishakef, olive oil, that restores 70 years worth of... Uh, right, exactly. So he says, Chachma is the mind's memory. Chachma is the mind's memory. As it says, Says written over there in Kaddish over there in Parshas Bay, which alludes to the level of Chachma of Kedusha, which is the highest level of Atzilus, and it says that the Tefillah has to be be to be, be a, like a Zikaron between your eyes. So basically, a person's memory Zikaron has to be bene, has to be connected to Chachma, which is which is referred to as Kaddish. So when you're adding in Chachma, you're adding it, you're going to be able to restore the memory. So um, basically, olive oil connects to the level of Chachma. So the concept of this crushing, you're crushing the Nefesh of Bahamas is through basically suppressing the Sitrach, aside from Kedusha, through... Basically, considering yourself as like a she'edis lachalose, like a remnant of his inheritance. Shemesam atzmikishirayim, meaning that he regards himself as leftovers that are insignificant. So, what does it mean to crush the olives? It means you're crushing the nefesh of Bahamas so that you should produce olive oil. So, you're taking the olives, which is nefesh of Bahamas, and what are you doing? You're producing olive oil, which is chafum of kedusha. So in order to do that, a person needs to humble himself. He has to stop thinking that the whole world revolves around him. He has to consider himself like, like shirayim, like leftovers. This explains that the fact that a person is able to accomplish Hashem's mission in this world is a chesed from Hashem. Hashem could have not made him at all or made someone else to fulfill his mission. So he can't look at himself like he's an important person without him all those people that they think that without, the, without them the world would collapse he has to humble he has to be grateful for every opportunity to serve Hashem without ego and fanfare he says this humility is what subdues all desires that are the umazar in, in, in opposition of Hashem that you should not have any self-centered desire to derive any enjoyment and delight from the pleasures of this world, not to seek and chase them at all. 
if a person considers himself as leftovers and extras in this world, and the whole world is basically insignificant, then why would he want anything in this world? When someone is humble and doesn't make a big deal out of himself, then basically he's he's not needy. He doesn't feel he deserves anything in the first place, and he's happy for whatever he has. And this humility is what brings a person to cusses to crush the the desires of the world. Because of this, he will not desire not the ilam hazel, not the ilam habo. Like it says, and the remnants of Yaakov shall be very powerful among the nations. And the next passage says, Your hand, in other words, Hashem's hand, shall be praised above your oppressor, and all your enemies shall be the means The remnants of Yaakov, those who consider themselves like leftovers, who will destroy and raise their hands above their enemies in the level of praises of Hashem in their throat and this and the power for this comes from the when a person is a ego then he and the Hashem says he and I cannot live and the the, the only possibility of earning safe to reside and the person is only when somebody is bottle. Okay, we'll stop there.